This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to A Sharper Life. I am your host, Nikki Sharp. And today we are going to be talking about, are you feeling overwhelmed? Have you been stressed? Do you have anxiety? And if so, I'm going to be sharing tips and tricks on how to release the stress, how to go through life feeling good, feeling hopeful. And when something happens where you do feel stressed, you're going to know exactly what to do about it. But before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind you that doors are open for registration for the Ultimate Transformation Program. This is my once a year program that is guaranteed to give you radical transformation in your life. And I am so confident on it that I have a 100% money back guarantee. So the program is four months long and we are going over all aspects of your life from overcoming your fears to creating your dream life, your dream career, dream relationship, your ideal health. And during these four months, you're going to have community. You're going to feel inspired and you're going to know actionable steps on how to chase after everything you want. And you will be amazed to see the results that happen. So if you are interested, head to ultimatetransformationprogram.com or head to the show notes and the website link will be there. So doors close on the 16th and the program begins on September 17th for four delicious, juicy, and radical transformational months. Now on to today's episode. As you listen, I'd like you to consider how often do you feel stressed or overwhelmed in a given week? Number two, how does your stress actually manifest? What behaviors do you do or engage in? And number three, what are the biggest stressors in your life? And I'd also like you to think, how would your life be different? If you didn't have these stressors and you didn't engage in the sort of behaviors that you did when you were stressed out. So, I want to share just a quick backstory as to why I'm doing this episode today. And that is because over the past few weeks, I have had an abnormal amount of stress in my life. That is because we got done with the wedding, got home, had to jump straight back into work after taking time off. And at the same time, we broke our lease. So we were looking for new apartments in Miami. We were trying to look for places in London because we were we're coming to, well, we're in London now for the month of September. And we were moving things into storage because we don't start our lease till October 1st. Meanwhile, I'm launching the Ultimate Transformation Program and I have private one-on-one clients. So it has been a lot for me. And with this, I also had to deal with the funny moments of stress, like today, for example, where I actually recorded this entire episode and about three quarters of the way through, my computer died and then my phone also ran out of batteries and I searched around the whole house for the correct lighting, where to place my microphone, everything, because it was very loud outside. Our Wi-Fi kept cutting in and out. So... I have started my Monday as I'm recording this with an abnormal amount of stress after finally getting to London and taking a deep breath and feeling good. And so 
with that, I felt like this was a prevalent episode to do. And especially now that I've been through a little bit extra stress today as I'm recording this, I'm going to share what I did in the moments of not feeling so good. And so I want you just to think about and go back to those questions that I asked. What are the stressors in your life? And how do they make you act? When something happens that you don't like, how do you act? And when you're feeling excited about life, how do you act? So here's the thing about stress. It's going to create change for us. It either creates good change because we're motivated to do something new, or it's going to create bad change in the sense that we start spiraling into self-sabotaging and negative behaviors. And so, for example, a few weeks ago when I was going through a little bit of overwhelm and stress, I decided I was not going to be a victim in my own life. Instead, I chose to make some big decisions. One of them, for example, was I cut my hair. I cut about four inches off my hair. And that was really huge to me because I wanted to make sure that I was not getting stuck with an identity that was making me overwhelmed or fearful. And I know for women, we have an attachment to hair quite often. And so in the whole thing of stress and overwhelm and fear, I did something that I was a little scared to do, which was cut my hair. And so when you're stressed, when you're overwhelmed, one of the biggest things I do recommend is getting clear on what the fear is behind the stress and then do it. Do the thing that scares you because freedom is always on the other side of fear and fear is what causes us to feel stressed. So I want to talk quickly about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system because these two play into stress so much more than people have any idea. And I have gone over this before in another episode, but we're just going to talk about it quickly. So the parasympathetic nervous system is rest and digest. That is when your heart rate slows, your blood pressure drops, and blood flow increases to your stomach to help digestion. It's when our body enters a state of relaxation, and this breeds recovery. And the more time that we spend in the parasympathetic nervous system, or the PNS, the healthier we are. On the other side, we have the sympathetic nervous system. This is fight or flight. And this is where we are constantly on alert. Mammals have this built in so that it's a quick response to flee or to fight for their life. And so our cortisol increases when we're in this. Our heart starts to pound and our breathing quickens. So we start doing chest breathing instead of belly breathing. And with that, we have stress hormones, cortisol, that gets triggered, and that creates physiological changes in the body. So the thing with the sympathetic nervous system is that, unfortunately, the body reacts to stressors that are non-life-threatening, such as traffic jams, such as your phone going off, such as getting a crappy email from a coworker or a boss family difficulties, a fight with a loved one. All of these put us into a state of the sympathetic nervous system, increased cortisol. And with that, we are more triggered with our state of stress and overwhelm. 
Because when the body is in that place and we have, you know, rapid heartbeat and we're not breathing enough, we go into stress. So the body itself is telling you what is going on. And it's also giving you the answer that it needs. So if you're in a state of constant stress and constant stress, when I talk about this, I mean that typically it's in the mind. It's a psychological fear that you're not going to be able to achieve something or you can't do something. A lot of people have fear about leaving a relationship that no longer serves them or you know, quitting a job that they're very unhappy with because the fear is, oh, well, I need the money or the fear is I won't meet someone else. There won't be someone better. And so we stay in these toxic environments for our physical body based on something that happens in the mind. And that is why I love the Ultimate Transformation Program just so much because you get clear on the fears and then we work through them so that you're able to radically transform the body. And so many people hold on to weight when they're stressed. And that is because one, it doesn't matter if you eat the healthiest diet ever. If you are keeping yourself in a state of overwhelm, of a negative situation, or you are not removing yourself from toxic people, or you yourself are engaging in toxic behaviors, it doesn't matter how healthy you eat because your body with that sympathetic nervous system is going to be in fight or flight. And in fight or flight, your stomach, the blood stops going there because it needs to be everywhere else to help you fight or flight, whatever the thing is. And so a lot of times with clients, when they come to me and they can't lose weight, we actually don't really address the food as the first thing. We address what's the stress in your life? And so if I were to ask you, one to 10, 10 being I am you know, happy as a clam, not stressed at all, I just got off a beach from the Maldives, to one being I live a very stressful life in this moment, I feel very overwhelmed, where would you say you are and why? So here's the thing. When we have chronic stress, if you're more at the one level, when we have chronic stress, it contributes to high blood pressure. And this can create the formation of artery clogging deposits. It can also lead to anxiety, depression, and addiction. And so your thoughts in the mind are incredibly powerful. But the interesting thing is when we talk about stress, our body is actually the thing that's holding on to it. It's the thing that holds on to emotions. And so I know, for example, when I'm stressed, my shoulders get really tight and tense. And so it's an invitation. Your body is literally asking you and telling you what it needs with an invitation to say, can you focus on this part of me? Can you focus on taking a breather, taking a step back? And so as I mentioned in the beginning, where my morning has consisted of a little bit of added extra stress, which was not very fun, I chose to get outside and go for a run. I chose to sit down when I got back, have some water, and just take some deep breaths. I chose to let my laptop charge and do something else and come back to it. And although this podcast episode is now being recorded for a second time, which is not fun, it is what it is. And I'm in a state, I'm in the parasympathetic right now because 
I've realized how I act and how I react are the only things that I can control. And when everything is going quote unquote wrong, well, how am I reacting? And so with that, my body naturally, when all of this you know stuff happened recording this podcast, initially I did go into a sympathetic state. My blood pressure did raise and I was feeling tight and frustrated and tense. And so it is my job to be aware of my own body. And one thing that I've noticed is that when people feel stressed and overwhelmed and they get anxiety, they don't take responsibility for their own life. And it's I've talked about it before, but it's being a victim in your own life. And so we blame it on someone else saying, you stressed me out. You wrote this message and it stressed me out. When in fact, we can't control what anyone else does. So taking responsibility for your own life is going to be one of the most important things. And how does one do that? Well, if you are closer to the one on that scale that I said, then I want you to go back to what are the things in your life that stress you out? What are the things that you do on a day-to-day basis that bring you joy? And how much time do you dedicate to each? So I lead people through UTP with an exercise, and it's actually called the science of happiness. And why I'm sharing this with you now is because I'm going to give you a little modified version of a a mini version, because I think it's really, really helpful when it comes to dealing with stress. So in one column, you put down the activities that you did throughout the day. So you just keep track. The moment you wake up until the, you know, when you go to bed, what are just all the different things that you did? And then in the next column, you write down how much time did I spend doing each activity? Could be two minutes, could be 30 seconds, could be 20 minutes, could be two hours. And then in the last column, you put down how much joy did this bring me? One to five or one to 10, right? One being none at all, 10 being (laughs) just got off the beach at the Maldives feeling pretty damn good about life. And what I found is that most people who are not seeing the results that they want in life are actually in a place where they are spending more time on the things that stress them out, on the things that they don't like, on the things that bring them that number one on the scale. So the unhappiness factor, they're spending more time and doing more of those. And they are not focusing or prioritizing the things that bring them joy. And here's how I know that. Because everyone always has an aha moment when I say, what do you schedule of all of these different activities? What do you actually schedule in your calendar? And people always get kind of mind blown that we schedule the things that we don't like. And we think we will do the things that bring us joy naturally. And I'm here to tell you that if you are stressed and overwhelmed, one of the biggest changes that you can make in your life today to get out of that sympathetic nervous system is to start scheduling things in your calendar that bring you joy, that make you feel good, that make you laugh and smile. And honestly, it could be something as simple as watching cat videos, funny cat videos or funny dog videos on YouTube for five minutes, but you actually schedule that time. You schedule time to connect with a friend. You schedule time to go to the gym or go for a walk. You actually schedule time to take a book and go sit outside and read. And I know that when I've done that in my life and I've scheduled my meditations, and I actually keep track of it with a daily habit tracker, and I 
schedule reading for 20 minutes a day and I schedule journaling. And I know every morning when I wake up, I'm going to journal. I find that my happiness goes up. And when my happiness goes up, my stress levels go down. And so there's been a lot of studies that talk about stress. And none of this is you know, mind-blowing research. It's not groundbreaking. You already know it. And that's the interesting thing. When we're stressed, we actually know what to do, but we get so caught up in the head. And when we're caught up in the head and that monkey mind and the chatter and the brain, we start to do self-sabotaging thinking, which turns into self-sabotaging behaviors. And if you listen to my episode on how to transform your life, I talk about the beliefs is the back of your head, your subconscious thoughts. Your conscious mind is your thoughts here. That's the ego, the monkey mind. We then have the words you say. The words you say then lead to the actions you do. The actions you do lead to your results and your results lead to your destiny. And where so many people mess up is that when they're stressed, for example, I always have clients come to me and they're stressed. They can't lose weight. And I rarely talk to them, as I mentioned, about the food because the food is just part of it. That's the action. We have to go back to, okay, well, what are the actual words that you're saying to yourself? What are you saying when you look in the mirror? Like if I asked you right now to go look in a mirror, what do you say about yourself? What are the first things that come to your mind? And I highly encourage you to do that because most of us talk pretty fucked up and and nasty things to ourselves. And we all admit that we'd never say that to a friend, but we say it to ourselves. And so here's the thing. If we're saying those things to ourselves, how is that having an impact on our body? If we said mean and nasty things to a child growing up, do you think the child would grow up to be happy and fulfilled and excited and believe that it could do anything Or do you think that it would not have those and it would be depressed and anxious and stressed and overwhelmed? And so one of the easiest ways to identify if you're stressed and how to overcome that is by the words you say to yourself. And that's why in UTP, I love, I love, I love the program because I help people rewire their brains through neuroscience, neuropathways, and we are recreating the story. And so NASA has actually come out and said that it takes 30 days of consistent behavior to rewire your neural pathways. But here's the thing. If you have results in your life that you don't like, you have been doing those behaviors over and over and over for at least 30 days. But the cool thing is you can also change it. So if you find that you're on a level one to 10 and you're feeling really overwhelmed, really stressed out, then Choose one thing. And at the end of this, I'm going to give you some easy to follow tips. But that is why it is so important to understand first the difference between the physiological body, so the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic, and to understand where your body is. Is it in a state of rest and digest and easiness and (sighs) taking that breath, right? That's that parasympathetic. Or is it in the sympathetic, which is go, go, go. And especially in culture today, we, we love our to-do list and we have to hustle and get there and go fast. And that is one of the easiest and quickest ways to keep yourself in a state of anxiety and stress. And when you're in a state of anxiety and stress, you don't sleep as well. You don't make as good food decisions. 
And so through all of this, we can go back and see and track it. And this is what I do in UTP. We track the stress in your life and the results that you're not seeing to what your belief systems are. So I highly recommend going back to the episode, How to Transform Your Life. I believe it's number 18. But I wanted to just jump into these studies. So a six-week study with 185 university students published in the National Library of Medicine found that participating in aerobic exercise only two days per week significantly reduced the overall perceived stress. I mean, it's not groundbreaking. You already know this. And yet, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to be really honest with yourself. If you know that exercise is good for you, why don't you do it? If you know that drinking water is good for your body and eating healthy food is needed to see the results you want or to overcome stress, why don't you do it? If you know, and I'm not the first person to be telling you this, that meditation is good for your brain, your body, everything in your life, why don't you do it for even three minutes a day? That's where we start to get radically honest with ourselves taking responsibility, not being the victim. And when you do this, you're able to start seeing why we don't do the things that we should be doing. So another study from Preventative Medicine reports that high amounts of sedentary time are associated with poor mood, stress, and sleep. Sedentary meaning being inactive. So that means sitting for long periods of time. And I don't know about you, but most people work a nine to five job and they sit and they barely get up. And the only time they really do is to go to the bathroom, sit back down, maybe go get food, sit back down. And most people too eat lunch at their desks. So that's a sedentary lifestyle. And I'm going to also include sitting on the couch, doing social media, watching TV, and not doing anything that is a mind enhancing activity. So social media is a mind numbing activity. So as I was mentioning, the study said that high amounts of sedentary time is associated with poor mood, stress, and sleep. Decreased sedentary time predicted an improved mental well-being in over a year. So that simply means that if you exercise two times a week, and it didn't even specify what type of exercise, it just said aerobic, right? Two times a week, and you make an effort to get up and walk around, you will have better mood, better brain memory. You will feel happier. And if you're feeling these things and you're sleeping better, how do you think the results are going to be in your life? And on the contrary, if you're overwhelmed and stressed right now, I want you to think about what am I doing in my life? Am I on social media? Am I on social media a lot? Like I know in my own life, me as Nikki Sharp, when I am stressed and overwhelmed, I tend to scroll a hell of a lot more than when I'm feeling good and happy in my life. But here's the problem. When we sit there on social media, we start comparing ourselves to other people. And when we compare ourselves to other people, we get more in our head about why things are going wrong. So I always have clients delete their social media off their phone for at least a week. Because we're trying to create those new neural pathways. And we do that 
with consistency. And oftentimes you need a coach, you need an accountability partner, you need a support network. Again, join UTP if you want to see changes. You can also do these things on your own, but it takes you taking responsibility in your own life. And so I'd like you to take out a pen and paper and I want you to write down, and I mentioned this in the beginning, but I want you to actually write down what are the exact things in a given day, given week, given month that bring stress to your life. And when you are stressed, how does it manifest? What do you do? What are the behaviors or the actions or the reactions that you're doing? So a lot of people get frustrated when their job, their boss from their job writes them an email and they perceive it as being mean. They read it with a negative tone. Doesn't mean the boss wrote it that way. It just means that you read it that way. So you'll write that down. And then underneath that, I want you to write down when X happens, right? So when X happens, X being the thing that stresses you out, that causes stress, when X happens, I do Y. Y being the way that it manifests or the action you do. So in my past, before I did UTP and created my dream binder, when I would get stressed out and, okay, so let's go a step further. Let's figure out what exactly I'm stressed out. So in my past, when I would get stressed out from, right? So we can kind of go a little bit further to figure out what the stress is. So in my past, when I would get stressed out from not getting a modeling job, let's just say I got turned down from one. I would go and binge, right? So we're trying to figure out what's the actual behavior you're doing. And so when I binged, what happened after that? So what happened is Z. So if I did not get a job, right? If I got stressed because I got turned down for a job, I would then go binge. And then I would feel even worse about myself. And if you're feeling worse about yourself, what behaviors and actions and thoughts are you more likely to do? Well, that's where the negative spiral goes. And that exercise that I just gave you, right? If X happens, I do Y and I feel Z. That is such a transformative and easy exercise to look at your life, to figure out where you're sabotaging and why, and then to go make a change. To go say, I'm no longer doing this. I'm going to try something new. I need an accountability partner, whatever it is that you need. So I've told you guys a lot about stress, a lot about anxiety, a lot about overwhelm. And ultimately, these have to do with a fear in life. It might be fear of change. It might be fear of not changing. It might be fear of losing control when in reality, we have no control over anything. And so if you are feeling stressed right now and you're feeling overwhelmed, I gave you a few exercises, but I'm going to give you some tips to follow. And I hope that you try them because these do work. You've heard them before. This is nothing new, but I'm hoping that with enough repetition, something will click in your brain to say, you know what? That's enough. If I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed, I need to do this change now because I promise Getting out of the cycle of feeling stressed and overwhelmed, all you need is one little thing to make you feel more confident. You need to feel like the universe is throwing you that extra little bone, right? It's, I just have one win today. 
but we get that one win by the actions that we do. That's why I went for a run, for example, after my whole laptop shenanigan and the podcast not working, because I needed that one little win in order to reset my mind so I didn't go into a spiral. So here are my tips to overcoming stress. Number one, get outside. Whether it's physical activity, so going for a run, a jog, or doing yoga, and it could be outside, it could be inside, but getting outside and or doing doing some physical activity is going to tremendously reset your mind. It's going to help you get fresh air because when we're running, for example, we're taking deeper breaths and the deeper breaths are helping drop us into that parasympathetic state. That's why it's so important. That's why yoga, they're constantly saying, focus on your breathing, right? Breathe from your belly because we know that if you do deep breathing for 90 seconds, you can drop into the parasympathetic nervous system. And when you are there, things start to feel easier because your body's not in that state of anxiety of that like crunchiness internally, right? So 90 seconds, that's all it takes. So number one, get outside, go take some fresh breaths of air, or I guess this would essentially be number two, go work out. So number three is focus on breathing. And I talk about doing the four by four by four breath. And so this is you inhale for four. And I like to think of a little stick man walking. You inhale for four, you hold it for four, you exhale for four, and you hold it for four, and you do that four times. And that is guaranteed to help reduce stress in this moment and give you more peace of mind and clarity. So next, push yourself to talk to a friend. When we are in a state of stress and overwhelm and anxiety, we tend to shut down. And that is because the monkey mind, the ego mind is telling us all of these incorrect and untrue stories. So reaching out to a friend and asking for help saying that you're not feeling good, saying that you're overwhelmed and you just need someone to talk to. What I love to do for myself when I'm feeling like this is I'll message one of my friends and I say, I really just need you to listen or I need a listening ear. I'm not feeling good right now. May I share with you? And my friends, of course, say, please, I'm here for you, my love. And I do the same. And it's also really important to know that Asking for help doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. Actually, it means that you're courageous. And courage is one of the antidotes to stress. And so doing the thing that scares you, because on the other side of fear is freedom. So if you don't want to reach out to a friend because you think they're going to judge you, Well, let me tell you, my love, that is where you are going to find that freedom. That's where you're going to find that confidence. Just having a conversation, a phone call, getting off social media, but actually connecting to someone because we feel more connected than ever and more disconnected. We're more connected phone to phone, profile to profile, and yet we're more disconnected with ourselves and with other people. And so connecting with them with actual conversations, seeing someone in person. So the next thing is being of service. This is one of my favorite things. And how I came up with this one for the Ultimate Transformation Program and for the Dream Binder is that 
when I was going through my second book, I remember, and I think I told this story before on an earlier podcast, but I remember being so stressed, so overwhelmed. And at the time, one of my best friends, her mother was re-diagnosed with stage four cancer. And another one of my friends, her very beloved grandmother was, was dying. And in that, I was able to shift my mind and go from me, 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 which is the ego, the conscious mind, you know, I'm struggling, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed to, wow, you must really be hurting right now. Let me check in with you. So being of service is a huge one. And being of service can mean anything. It can mean paying for someone's coffee behind you, giving a compliment to a stranger, how good they look calling a friend and being a listening ear to them. Right? There's so many different ways to be of service. And it's one of the biggest and most important sections that we do in the Dream Binder for the UTP program. And that is because when you switch from me, 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 or the ego mind, the I, and you go into the we, that causes you to be in that parasympathetic state. It causes you to find more joy because we feel good when we help others. So being of service, if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, I know it might seem counterintuitive, but it's going to be one of the quickest and easiest ways to make yourself feel better. So the other thing, track your happiness. I gave you the simplified version of the science of happiness and doing that, getting really clear day to day. What am I doing that brings me happiness? What am I doing that brings me unhappiness or stress. What am I scheduling? What am I not? How much time am I spending? Doing that is going to help you identify and make a change in your life. So the next one is getting clear on your fears. What is the fear behind the fear? And the reason this is so important is because as I mentioned, if you're trying to lose weight as an example, and you keep trying a new diet and it keeps not working, well, you're going to lose hope at some point, right? And then you're going to feel stressed out that nothing has worked and nothing's going to work. And so if you look in the mirror, as I asked you to do, and you haven't seen the results you want, what are the things you're saying to yourself? Well, if you're saying unkind things to yourself, what are the things that you're thinking about your life? And what you're thinking about your life is based on your limiting beliefs. And that's in the subconscious mind. And you can't see into that unless someone holds up what I call the spiritual mirror. But just trying to get clear on your fears, go listen to the episode, How to Transform Your Life, because I explain it quite a bit or join UTP. It is such a life-changing program for that very reason. But getting clear on your fears is going to help you understand why you are stressed out, why you have anxiety, why you are overwhelmed, and how to make a change in it. Get off social media. That's my next tip. I talked about why, because we start to compare ourselves to other people and that doesn't help anyone. And we start to think about, oh, so-and-so's life is so much better. And I always laugh about this because in the past few weeks, I have had some of the most intense, overwhelming moments that I've had in recent years. And yet all you see on Instagram is me promoting UTP or me, you know, getting my dream manifested apartment in Miami, which is also true. And that is because of the dream binder. But there has been times where I've not been sleeping as well. And I have been stressed or overwhelmed or, you know, it's making me laugh that my microphone, I'm holding it right now and it's very heavy. And I don't think it looks very pretty, you know, for the video, which you guys are 
only going to see about <laughs> 60 seconds of it. But it makes me laugh because all of these things are based on our mindset on social media of like, will people judge me? And yet we don't actually see what's really going on behind the scenes. And so we get off social media to stop comparing ourselves to other people and stop thinking their life is better because the only person you need to be worrying about is yourself. So the next tip is meditate. And you know that you need to be doing it. I know that I need to be doing it. And even for me, my practice could get better. So what I want you to tell yourself is, Instead of, I don't meditate, I don't know how to meditate, I don't want to, right? I don't have time for it. Why don't you change your mindset, change your belief, change the words you say to, I will try meditating today. I'm going to. I will meditate for one minute. I will sit in silence for one minute today. I will focus on my breathing for one minute. Doesn't that feel a hell of a lot easier than to say, okay, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes. I'm going to do that today, tomorrow, the next day, right? We have to start small. But if you consistently meditate for even 60, 90 seconds is actually the goal, focusing on your breath, you will change your state of being, right? We drop into that parasympathetic, which means that you're going to be able to make better decisions. Meditation does not need to be 30 minutes, doesn't need to be even 20 or 15. It needs to be consistent. That's what I want you to focus on if you are overwhelmed and stressed and not seeing the results you want. And the right supplements are going to be another big thing. So 300 grams of magnesium on a daily basis helps reduce stress levels. And combining this specific dosage, so scientists have proven that 300 milligrams of magnesium along with vitamin B6 and radiola ashwagandha, and L-theanine have been shown to dramatically reduce stress. And so I am a believer in supplements, but I'm not a believer in taking everything. Take what you need based on what you're going through now and the results you're trying to see. But I'm just going to remind you once again, if you are stressed out, if you are anxious, I would focus on better sleep, getting off your phone, putting your phone in another room at night so that you have better REM sleep. I would focus on deleting social media apps for a week. Just try that. And I would focus on taking the right supplements for the stress and overwhelm because what happens is on that scale of one to 10, if you're at a one right now and you start doing a few of these things, right? You, you do some deep breathing, the four by four breath for four times and you do that once a day, you're going to start to feel a little bit better. And that's why we, we track the science of happiness in, in UTP, because when you start to see those changes, you realize that actually you're going to see results a lot quicker. And when you see a result, which is, oh, I feel a little bit more positive today, you're more likely to make a different choice, which leads to a different result. And so if you're stressed and overwhelmed, please go back and listen to this again. Do the exercises. And I want you to really think about what are the things that you're doing that are keeping you in a state of stress? What are the things you do when you get into a state of stress or anxiety? Where are you self-sabotaging? And go get yourself an accountability partner. Join UTP. Again, doors close in one week, not even just a few days. 
Do something different. You must make a change in order to see a change. But I want to end this with everyone goes through stress in their life. Everyone does. At some point, we all have moments of stress. The question is, how are you going to handle it today and tomorrow? And are you going to allow that stress to become a part of your identity? Right? And are you going to allow that to become how your next day goes and your week and your month? Or are you willing to make a small change today? And it can be as small as saying, for one minute, I'm going to focus on my breathing. And I'm going to do that same thing again tomorrow because I scheduled it in my phone. So scheduling things, getting outside, getting exercise, taking the right supplements, talking to friends, being of service, getting clear on what your fears are, seeing where you're spending your time and how much of your time is being spent on joyful things versus unpleasant things, scheduling the things that bring you joy, thinking about what are the things you say to yourself and what needs to change there. Those are the ways that you're going to overcome stressful moments and learn how to deal with them so much more effectively. And I'm going to end it with this. When people come to me and they say, I've had a bad day, I always ask, did you have a bad day or was it a bad moment in a day that you're milking? Because we tend to do this thing where we say every single thing in my day was bad. Whereas it could have just been that there was one thing. And because the mindset turned it into that spiral based on the exercise I had you do XYZ, it turns into a quote unquote bad day. It wasn't a bad day, my love. It was a bad moment in a day. And if you were to think that way, that it was just a bad moment, like for me, my whole podcast thing. It was just a bad moment in a day. It didn't mean my whole day was bad. It was just a bad moment. And then how do I act? How do I react? So if X happens and I do Y and it makes me feel Z, how can I change that? So I hope that this podcast episode was informative and helpful for you. I hope that it helps you to change some of the behaviors you have in your life. And with that, if you have any questions, if you want to share your takeaways, please DM me at Nikki Sharp, N-I-K-K-I-S-H-A-R-P on Instagram. If you want more information on the Ultimate Transformation Program, again, head to the show notes. I would love to welcome you and help you transform your life, dealing with stress, anxiety, and help you see the results that I know that you deserve. And with that, until next week, here's to a sharper life.